Good morning. First thing Friday so time for fix. My weekly newsletter. This is the audio version, made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. You can read the original with all the links at addictivelondon.com. Fix Insider, January 20th. New TV. Working out the best approach on Newt measurement continues to be a hot topic and Nielsen keep clocking up wins, their partnership with Netflix is now multi-year and covers Mexico and Poland as well as the US. Take-up of the Netflix ad-supported service continues to be slow. But I think adoption will accelerate as the cost of living bites, and as Netflix turn the screw on sharing passwords where the new package will be promoted. The other arm of the ad-supported streaming business is fast, free ad-supported streaming TV, which has taken off in the US and other markets, but done little in the UK. This viewpoint thinks the abundance of free TV offered by Freeview is a factor. Maybe YouTube can popularize the new channels? They are testing this with a small number of customers. We're always looking for new ways to provide viewers a central destination to more easily find, watch and share the content that matters most to them. This seems like a no-brainer. The fast channels benefit from more audience and Google strengthens the YouTube offering as a TV service, blending long-form TV with the traditional e-content and their growing shorts. The usual revenue share would see YouTube taking 45% of the revenue whilst other gateways like Amazon and Roku typically take 30% of the inventory to sell. The Google push into TV may see a new version of Chromecast too, with Google TV. Amazon ads were at CES promoting their service and have shared their thoughts on trends in streaming TV advertising. Following their investment in the rights for the NFL Sunday ticket and Major League Soccer, it seems Apple are looking at the Premier League too. The current three-year deal with Sky Sports and BT Sport expires in 2025, with the tender process for the next set of rights due to begin later this year. The new billionaire owners of Premier League clubs are convinced the rights are currently undervalued. If you enjoyed the excellent profile of Netflix exec Bela Bajaria I shared last week, this podcast interview with the author is good. AdTech The regulatory noose is tightening around the neck of AdTech. Following the meta-fine, We have seen smaller but still significant cases against Apple and now a games firm verdict looks to have wider ramifications. Game developer Voodoo has been funded Oyram for the way they use the IDFV, the Apple identifier that fulfills many of the functions of first-party data. Good background on this from Eric Sufert. And now WhatsApp have been fined for GDPR breaches. Now the EU is a relatively small part of the meta business, but US regulators are well synced with their EU compatriots, so the direction of travel is pretty clear. And now the California Privacy Rights Act, CPRA, is live should we expect U.S. lawyers to start taking an interest in privacy and ads? The weather is still set by ATT on one hand and the imminent demise of cookies on the other. But Google faces a few issues. Their topics concept has been rejected by the W3C consortium but Google don't seem minded to change. And the UK regulators, who have been working with Google on their privacy sandbox, have yet to comment. Whilst we consider what the digital advertising ecology is going to look like, ISBA remind us the current system has a few problems. Following their study from a couple of years ago which showed 15% of spend was lost, their new report restates that to 17% as they match the format of the investigations. The good news is the unattributable spend, unknown delta has dropped to 3%. And publishers now get two-thirds of the ad spend, up from a little over half. It has some smart recommendation for best practice, including our favorite. Advertisers, agencies, ad tech vendors and publishers should consider investing more in well-curated PMPs, given their higher impression match rates and publisher revenues, and, although outside the study, lower risks in fraud, viewability, brand safety and data leakage. 
Private marketplace deals are clearly the best way to maximize the effectiveness of digital ads, especially if you focus on the creative as part of this process. 2022 Full Year Market Report, Luma Partners How Amazon Ads is Reshaping Contextual Advertising, Ad, Exchanger, TikTok Building on the news we shared last week showing TikTok to be significantly cheaper than its rivals, research shows small brands to be very positive. Well over half of small retailers and restaurants that market themselves on TikTok say their organic and advertising content on TikTok is extremely valuable to their overall marketing performance, and 78% say they've realized a positive ROI with TikTok ads. And Digiday find many agencies are bullish on TikTok, with spend increasing albeit with a slightly different playbook. What works for a lot of them these days seems to be to run TikTok ads in conjunction with influencer marketing. So they use paid ads to essentially boost content they think could, or is, getting traction among users. Estee Lauder said as much last year, as did Pepsi the year before that. This is something we see a lot in our good TikTok creative project, latest edition looks at modern movie marketing with Megan. But I think the long-term ambition, as with Meta, is to enable commerce in a way they participate in the sale. Sibling app Douyin saw $208 billion in online sales last year, up by 76%. Across Southeast Asia users increased spend by 400% to $4.4 billion. Noting the new TikTok commerce lead in the US reports into the Chinese exec at ByteDance who oversees Douyin too. The new UK ad for TikTok makes the most of people using it as a search engine. Roblox. Roblox increasingly feels like the sandbox for the metaverse. Its audience is growing and aging up, encouraging a wide range of brands to invest in Roblox experiences. A layer of developers has emerged who have expertise with the platform and they monetize by helping brands develop experiences. A UK-based firm have shared their thoughts on how Roblox and Fortnite pave the way for the metaverse. AI. Still lots of thinking about the space as people work out use cases. US agency mechanism has a good list and search and social media guru Dennis Yu has a good video going through how he is using the tech. And more sophisticated uses are emerging, this thread looks at connecting LLMs with tools, for example, search engines, Python interpreters, etc. Brent Hoberman's First Minute Capital has a good report on how to make money from generative AI. And Google are coming, DeepMind promise a rival to chat GPT soon. In a Time interview DeepMind founder Demis Hassabis urges caution and suggests they will build public ethical frameworks and safety into their tools. When it comes to very powerful technologies, and obviously AI is going to be one of the most powerful ever, we need to be careful, he says. Not everybody is thinking about those things. It's like experimentalists, many of whom don't realize they're holding dangerous material. Why artificial intelligence often feels like magic, New York Magazine. Merchant. As people want to throttle the hype around merchant media, Publicis exec shared the five key battlegrounds in retail media. Useful realism, while still positive. And remember Publicis are very invested in this space, they bought Citrus ads and have the JV with Carrefour. Amidst all the hype this deep dive on how Coca-Cola are using retail media is great insight. One of their execs sum up the opportunity. Retail media networks know so intimately the behaviors of these consumers that their predictive models, their data, really helps us identify what are those right touch points when we are able to say, this is a great time to remind you that there's a Coca-Cola product for you. For all the hype and headlines e-commerce is a touch business and two British businesses are struggling. Akato saw the opportunity for grocery delivery and built a tech business, but as the market has grown, the technology has not emerged as a key factor. Their partnership with M&S in the UK has suffered as people trade down to Aldi and Lidl.
So despite the huge growth Akato are not meeting investors' expectations and the share price is fragile. The other struggler is THG which positioned itself as the go-to partner for traditional firms wanted to try out e-commerce. Clients have included Nestle P&G, Walgreens, Disney, and Microsoft. That part of the business seems to be doing okay but other divisions are being closed with 2,000 jobs lost. One of the verticals that eBay does well with is circular fashion, the on-trend name for second-hand clothing. UK-based Depop also do really well at this so seeing Amazon partner with Rent the Runway makes sense for both parties. Global E-Commerce Trends Report, JP Morgan, great data with lots of market insight. Plus plus. Amazon are selling insurance in the UK, with lots of ads on Twitter too. Development on augmented reality Apple glasses postponed indefinitely, Mac rumors. More companies are hiring CMOs with performance marketing backgrounds, the myth of brand and performance being separate continues to blight our business. But rebalancing towards performance does make sense as it has played second fiddle in too many businesses. And in most creative agencies. Eric Gossamer's 2023 predictions. Luminate US year-end music report for 2022, Luminate, unleashing entertainment's essential data. CES 2023, more business, less spectacle, Stephen Sanofsky. Exclusive, Robinhood launching new media arm led by Joshua Topolsky, everything is a media business.